signs for Annette's school a little way back, so I know roughly where I am. Ah, you're looking for the school. Catherine was relieved to be getting answers at last. It's not far away. You need to go another couple of miles, and you'll see a large Victorian Gothic building on your right. Can't miss it. Distances are deceptive, aren't they, on these winding roads? A lot of people turn back, thinking they've gone too far. It's a popular school, is it? I believe so. A healthy, outdoor Scottish education is apparently quite the thing. We haven't had much to do with it since my brothers left, but it was very well thought of then. Catherine thought briefly of the time when her mother had still been alive, and they had been an almost happy family. She shook her head to clear her thoughts. I suppose you have a child you're considering sending there. I have a son, yes. Just the one? How old is he? Catherine felt obliged to add. I'm not a great fan of boarding schools myself. Richie's ten. Or is it eleven? I tend to forget. I believe they prefer to take them from eight. Most prep schools do. Didn't they tell you that on the phone? I haven't spoken to them on the phone. In Catherine's opinion, this man was rather too lackadaisical, and she was sure the head teacher would agree. I don't think they're very keen on people just dropping in, she said severely. No, I can see that might be inconvenient. He smiled. People can be so inconsiderate, can't they? When all it would have taken is a mere phone call in advance. Catherine was beginning to feel she was losing control of this conversation, an unusual experience. Is that it then? she said, making an effort to get back on track. If you do decide to take a look at the school, it's two miles further on. You'll have no problem finding it. She moved as if to close the door. Actually, said the man, leaning forward confidentially, actually, I was hoping to use your telephone. The phone? Yes. Did you know that mobiles don't work out here? I need to call the AA. Of course I know that mobiles don't work. This is the Highlands, you know. He nodded politely. I should have realised. So, your car has broken down, said Catherine slowly. Yes, at least it appears to have. The engine died, and it's certainly not starting when I turn the ignition. I've an inkling it might be the starter motor, or spark plugs, something like that. I don't suppose you know about these things. Absolutely not, said Catherine, exasperated. Look, come in, you can use the phone here. She stood back abruptly to allow him into the wood-panelled hall. Perhaps I should introduce myself before I cross your threshold. Seems rather bad manners not to. Hayden Edlington Smith, at your service. Catherine gave a snort of laughter. She couldn't help it. Nobody like this had appeared on her doorstep before. I think it's our phone that is at your service, she said crisply. It's on the table over there. I'll leave you to it, shall I? She went back into the tiny room that was now her office, leaving the door ajar so she could keep an eye on him. He did indeed make a call to the AA. She also noted that he described the whereabouts of his car, a black BMW 7 Series with great precision. He wasn't lost at all. Everything in order, she said, reappearing as soon as he replaced the receiver. 
It's a fairly quiet time of year. You shouldn't have to wait too long for someone to reach you. The lady assured me it would be between thirty minutes and an hour. Ah, Hayden Edlington Smith might be odd and annoying, but the Highland custom of hospitality prevented her sending him back out on a winter's afternoon. Perhaps you would like a hot drink while you wait. I wouldn't say no, he agreed. Suppressing a sigh, she led him across the hall and down the stairs to the basement kitchen. With a bit of luck, Mari would be around, and she could leave him in her assistant's capable hands. The few moments in the office had reminded her of the mass of things she still had to do. Unfortunately, Mari wasn't there. Instead, Catherine's youngest brother, Malcolm, was sitting at the large wooden table, eating his way through a packet of chocolate biscuits. Pip, the Jack Russell, raised his head from the rug by the arga to give a token bark.